And now day five, I want to talk about, again, the number one exercise you need to do to lose fat. And it's, you need to build muscle. You need to lift weights and weight train. Okay. So that's the spoiler right there. That's what we're going to talk about. Welcome to She's Healthy, a podcast for ambitious women on their journey to become the healthiest version of themselves. I'm your host, Lori Aikman. All right, five days to fat loss, day five. We're finally here. (laughs) If you are watching the YouTube video, uh, you'll see it looks a little crazy. I'm not put together. So we, you know, just mom life, uh, my kids, you know, my husband is working, my kids are asleep, but I'm afraid my son is going to wake up. He keeps coughing. So I've got the door open. Yes. I have Christmas decorations already up, uh, just in case he walks out of his room and is looking for me. I've got the door to the office open. So just excuse us. All right. So five days of fat loss today. So, you know, we cut, we've covered a lot of things in the last four days today. I want to talk about the number one exercise that you need to do for fat loss. Okay. And you're going to be like, what is it? All right. Tell me what to do. It's I should be doing, you know, I don't know what you were thinking. I guess you could be thinking like leg day or something like that. Um, but so first, before we dive, let me do a recap. So five days of fat loss, the first day we talked about eating enough protein. If you, if you're just like catching up and you're watching this episode, um, you know, I'm going to do a review, but go back and watch the other videos or listen to the other, um, episodes. So first day was eating enough protein. I do not, I literally, I don't know that I've ever talked to a woman before and, and her be eating enough protein. And I'm guilty of the same thing too, unless I'm actually tracking and being mindful of my protein intake, I naturally do not eat enough protein to support muscle growth, fat loss, all that kind of stuff. Number two is eating enough. Um, I see this a lot in women where they, they think it's calories in calories out. And so all I need to do is restrict my calories in order to lose weight, except they are restricting their, their calories to the point where they're actually slowing down their metabolism. Um, so I have the conversation with women. I tell them they need to eat more and they're going, I'm here to lose weight. And you're telling me to eat more food. This doesn't make sense. So um, then number day, number three, we talked about carb cycling as a strategy to help burn fat. Um, and so carb cycling is alternating between lower carb days and higher carb days. This is actually in the bodybuilding world. They use this a lot for building muscle. Um, day four, we talked about intermittent fasting and using intermittent fasting for burning fat. And now day five, I want to talk about again, the number one exercise you need to do to lose fat. And it's, you need to build muscle. You need to lift weights and weight train. Okay. So that's the spoiler right there. That's what we're going to talk about. But I want to talk about why you need to do that, why that works. And I want to kind of dispel some myths because I actually had a conversation with a client today. We were talking about this and she's like, no, I understand. I know that I need to lift weights, but she brought up that, um, like a phrase that I hear a lot of times, um, is, and I don't necessarily hear this from women, but I hear that I talk to, I think what I hear more is that women think they need to do more cardio. And I tell them to do weights. 
Um, and that is not, they're afraid with doing weights, they're going to gain, they're going to get bulky, things like that. Versus if they do cardio, then they're going to shred, they're going to lose fat. But if you <clears throat> listen, I touched on this some in day two, but if we're over under eating, especially if we're over exercising and doing especially too much cardio, we're just going to bring inflammation in on our body, um, which which is going to make us puffy and less lean. And we're not going to see the results that we look for. I know this, I don't mean this in a judgmental way. Um, but I feel like I've seen a lot of runners, um, a lot of like long distance runners, like people I know that like, they're literally out, they're going on like hour long runs, right. They're running a lot and they don't look like they're right. They're not I hear this from people. They're like, I'm working really hard, but my body doesn't look, doesn't reflect the amount of work that I'm putting in. I see that a lot in people that do long, slow cardio, this long, slow, you know, triathlon, sometimes marathon runners, uh, ultra marathon runners, things like that. Um, and, and we just have to realize that that is probably causing stress on their body where it's driving up inflammation, driving up cortisol, driving up inflammation. And causing this kind of like puffy look and this kind of, this is when I talk to women and they're like, I'm putting in the freaking work, but I don't, I'm not seeing the results that I want to. So, so what do we need to do? So if we look at the data, women actually, and, and this is genetically. So I will say I use a, sometimes I do genetic testing with some of my clients. Um, and the company I use uh, is the DNA company. They have, uh, I, they use their DNA 360 test. And I always thought it's, I think it's so interesting. So um, genetically, women should be doing at least 50%, like in, in literally what works best with genetics is that women should be doing at least 50% weight training uh, of their workout. So if you're working out five days a week, whatever, six days a week, um, I hope not six days a week, six days a week is overdoing it, whatever you're doing, but right. Like if it is six days a week, so three days a week, you should be just resistance training, just lifting weights. And then the other three days a week, you can be getting in your hit, your spin, your whatever, your cardio, the other things. And that's best for genetics. But then there are some women that based on their genetics and it's, it's a, it's literally a gene, uh, you know, that we can see in somebody's DNA, there are some women who should be doing like all weight training. Um, they shouldn't be doing cardio because it's going to, it, they don't. And part of that is because their bodies don't recover. Um, they, you know, can have a lot of, again, inflammation, weight gain, things like that from doing this long, especially long, slow cardio. So I feel like I'm all over the place. So I want to bring it back in of kind of dispelling, dispelling that the calories in calories out, because I, I feel like I see that a lot in practice where I talk to patients and they're like, I'm just thinking of this one woman I talked to like last week and the, she was literally doing like exercising six days a week. And the majority of it was cardio. It was long walks where she's like power walking. Then she would go to, and she would walk like almost every day of the week. And then she would also go to the gym. Like I, it was like five days a week, even if it was just three still, 
you know, so like a multiple mile walk, right. takes like over 30 minutes, 30 minutes to an hour. Um, I guess it just depends on how fast you're walking, but I would say she's probably walking at least an hour a day. Then she's going to the gym some too, and where she is doing more cardio. She was like, oh, well, I get on the elliptical or I do the stairs or I do, you know, where she's doing more cardio and she's coming in and she's telling me, I can't, my weight is plateaued. I can't lose weight. What's going on? I'm like, you're doing too much cardio. Um, because I think, you know, a lot of us, we still, we've been told calories in calories out. You just need to burn. And I mean, blame it on those dang cardio machines, right? You do a a workout and the machine tells you, you burned 300 calories or something like that. Or you wear your smartwatch, you wear your Fitbit, you wear whatever, you know, whatever you have your activity tracker. And it gives you an estimated calorie burn. And then if you, I just remember learning this in like nutrition class or health class somewhere when I was younger, right? 3,500 calories will get us to a pound. So, right. You have to have, if you want to lose a pound a week, you have to be at a deficit of, I'm sorry, I think I said 35, 3,500. So 3,500. If you want to lose a pound, then you've got to be at a deficit of 3,500 calories over a week. So then you go, okay, well, let me just do more of these things where I'm going to burn more calories. But as I hope you have learned listening to the other days of this podcast, it's not all calories in calories out, especially when we're disrupting our hormones. So the reason that I recommend weight training, one of the reasons There's many, many reasons we should be weight training. Um, But one of the reasons, especially around fat loss is that building muscle. Of course, you know, if you don't know this, I feel like, I feel like a lot of people know this, but maybe they don't is the more muscle you have, the more calories you're going to burn. This is why a lot of times, you know, naturally a lot of men have larger bodies. They have more muscle. They can eat more food, right? or they require more food. So the more muscle you have, it's going to increase your metabolism. You're, you are going to burn more calories. Um, I mean that, yes, the calorie part is true to, uh, to a point, but it's not, you know, I hope, I hope I'm not confusing you with this, but the other thing muscle does is muscle. So if we look at hormonally, what's going on uh, when we are gaining weight, especially when women tell me I'm gaining weight, even though I'm doing the things I used to do that used to work for me, or I can't lose weight, even though I'm doing the things I used to do that have worked for me in the past. Right. So what a lot of times is going on there. And this can happen, especially if you are in your late thirties or in your forties, you're in that perimenopausal stage. And, and honestly, yes, there are hormonal shifts that make it make you affect your hormone, like affect your blood sugar, I should say. And blood sugar and insulin, insulin is a hormone too. I know we just don't think of insulin as like a, we think of sex hormones when we see hormones, but when you have, so let me, let me explain blood sugar. So you've got, you eat carbohydrates, you eat, even you eat, you know, protein, some too, right. What happens, especially if we eat, let's just say a piece of bread, right? That bread eventually gets broken down into little molecules of sugar. And those 
those molecules of sugar in order to get there, they're going to eventually get into our bloodstream. And in order for those molecules of sugar to get from our bloodstream into our cell to be used, and that requires the hormone insulin. Well, what can happen is that one, if we're eating more carbs than our body needs, um, our body is going to increase uh, our level of insulin. If we're eating more sugar, especially simple sugar. So if we, if we are eating a lot of candy or dessert or cookies or things like that, um, if we're eating white bread, white pasta, things that don't have a lot of fiber in them, um, they're quick digesting, right? They raise our blood sugar quickly. And then we, our body responds, our pancreas responds by making a lot of insulin. Well, the thing is insulin is actually a fat storing hormone. And when we get high levels of insulin, that causes inflammation in the body. Um, the other thing is that when we are, if you are in that perimenopausal stage, you, uh, naturally become, uh, less insulin sensitive or more insulin resistant. So basically the insulin you have doesn't work as well. So because it's not working as well, your body starts making more. It's like, okay, this isn't working. I need more. Let me make more, which is going to drive up inflammation, cause more weight gain. So I just want to start with that. So then, but if we are building muscle, right, that's going to increase our metabolism, but it also increases our insulin sensitivity. So our, in the insulin that our body is making is working like it's supposed to, right? So our body doesn't have to, our pancreas doesn't have to crank out more insulin, uh, in order to get the sugar into the cells because our, our insulin is working really good. Uh, when we have, you know, when we have muscle. So, uh, okay. So hopefully I've explained why you should weight train. Um, so what do you do? What should you be doing? So this looks like, I mean, in this, let's just say this, I, I recommend my approach is to start where somebody's at. So if you are not working out at all, like going for a walk is a great place to start. Um, next step after that would be, I love starting with body. When I say resistance training, yes, this could be weights, but this could also be doing what we body weight exercises, which are things like lunges, um, squats, pushups, uh, you know, things like that, where you're not, you're just using your body. You're pushing against, you know, you're pushing your body. I'm not pushing off my desk here. Like I'm going to do a push up off my desk, but you're using your muscle to resist gravity, right? Which is going to make your muscle stronger and build your muscle. It is going to build your muscle. Um, so doing body weight exercises is a great first step. If you do not do anything at all, then after that, if you want to start adding some weight to your, these movements, um, I do recommend that if you have never done any kind of weight training before that you work with somebody. So you, rather you, I know a lot of gyms, um, a lot of times we'll have you get, you know, three sessions with the personal trainer when you first join, like take advantage of that. Or if not get a personal trainer just to learn, like, Hey, I want to start, you know, building muscle. I want to start doing some weight lifting. I want to make sure I'm doing it safe. Uh, cause that's a problem 
that you don't want to encounter is, is going in and trying to, um, do some weightlifting, do some resistance training without knowing the proper technique and then hurting yourself. Okay. Um, but this looks like, yeah, the big muscles doing things. So if you do progress, progress to, um, lifting some free weights, some dumbbells, maybe barbells, this could look like deadlifts, weighted squats, weighted lunges. Um, I'm trying to think of other thing, hip thrust, um, you know, one leg deadlifts, one leg, uh, squats. I know that sounds crazy, but people do them. Um, Bulgaria. I mean, there's so many different variations of, of exercises. That's just lower body. And then we look at doing things that work our, our core, you know, doing, um, some plank hold, things like that, uh, doing upper body movements where you're doing, you know, an overhead press you're doing, uh, you know, almost like a bench press or chest press or doing chest flies or doing dumbbell, you know, lateral raises, things like that. Those are going to be more traditional, um, you know, uh, um, traditional bodybuilding, you know, resistance training, weightlifting type movements, um, that really, you know, are super beneficial. And the, the other thing that I, I've seen, um, women do or kind of mistake they do is they kind of, they're like, okay, I'm lifting some weights. Like you get doing it and you're, you're kind of like, you're not lifting heavy enough. If you're doing that many reps and you're like, you're not sweating, you're not, um, like you're not getting to the point of failure where like the last rep, you're like really having to work to pull it up there, right? That it, you're not pushing yourself hard enough and you're not going to be building the muscle that you should. So, so that's the other part too, where it could be really helpful to work with somebody so that you know what it feels like. Sometimes you don't, if you've never done this before, you might, you might be like, am I going to hurt myself? Is this safe to live this lift this much? So knowing, having somebody to work with you so that you know, what is safe and what is not, what is normal, what is not is huge. Um, I do want to mention, I thought of it while I was talking about gym and, and weight training and stuff like that earlier, this could, you could start with, you don't necessarily have to go right to free weights, but you could, um, you could do machines, you know, obviously a ton of gyms have machines where you can look at the picture on the machine and then figure it out. But the goal is that you are progressing. You're getting stronger. The weights are getting higher. It's getting a little harder. Um, the cool thing I see, and again, I am, I'm a nurse practitioner, but I also do have a, um, I've been a lifelong athlete. I actually played volleyball up through college. Um, and then I've been a, I haven't been coaching the last few years, but I am a CrossFit, uh, level two trainer. And I would see women come in the gym for the purpose of losing weight. They're like, I want to, I want my body to look better, right. Is why they were there. And, and I I'm talking specifically about CrossFit, but the cool thing would be is that they would get stronger in this trying to lose weight and lose fat. And the shift in the mentality would move away from what they, like they would realize like how strong they are and they would realize, they would be like, I just lifted a hundred pounds, you know, or like a weight that they thought they would never be able to lift. They actually got to the point where they got to lift it. And that 
just what that did for their confidence and what that did for their, you know, like it was less about what they looked like in their workout clothes than it was how strong they were. So that's a possibility that's available for you too. Of And then two, at the same time, being healthier, getting that blood sugar down, getting that insulin level down so you can lose the fat. Okay. All right. <clears throat> I could go on and on and on again, as always, um, a couple of reminders. Um, I'm Lori Aikman. Again, I just mentioned it, but I am a nurse practitioner. Um, I work with women's weight loss and hormone optimization. So if you're watching this for this is the first video or first time you've ever heard me talk, um, I have a ton of resources on my podcast. I have other, um, little download type things that you can access from my website at lauriaikman.com. Um, if you're interested, maybe if you've been listening to me for a little while and you're like, I think she could help me like, but I'm, I don't really know how, like, I'm curious for more. I want you to go to lauriaikman.com forward slash join. I will link it in the show notes. Um, and that's just a, like a little, uh, I call it an interest form where I can hear what you're struggling with, um, and, and how I might be able to help you. And then what I'll do is invite you to jump on a call and say, you know, I can kind of talk through, these are the things I'm seeing and what you're telling me. And this is how I think, you know, you could help whether that's with me or maybe that's with, you know, maybe you live halfway across the world. So you need somebody <laughs> that's near you. So, all right. And then the other thing is if you have been listening to the podcast, um, and if not, even if you watch it on YouTube, you listen to it on Spotify, I would love it. If you would jump over to Apple podcasts, you can access it from a computer and rate and review the show because it helps. It's like social media, right? It helps the algorithm like pop this podcast up higher in the search when people search for the topics that we talk about, because it's going to help women find this podcast um, and get the help that they need. They may be out there going, I'm doing all the things and it's not working and they need to hear this. So please, please, please rate and review the podcast. Um, and lastly, I should mention, I should have mentioned in this in the beginning, but I am a nurse practitioner, but I am not your nurse practitioner. Um, this podcast is for informational purposes, right? I'm not sitting here giving you specific medical advice. Uh, this is medical, um, you know, just informational purposes only. Uh, I do recommend that you work with a professional, talk to your doctor before you implement um, any kind of changes. So, all right. This concludes five days of fat loss. Thank you guys so much for being here. And um, I've got some other great things. I've done some polls on my, on my social media, on my Instagram. I'm going to be talking more and more about weight loss. We're actually going to dive into um, some of the weight loss drugs that are out there. Things that I prescribe to my patients. Because I know there's, there's a ton of confusion and just the patients that I talk to, I encounter they're, they're misinformed and there's a lot of misinformation out there on the internet. So I want to kind of dispel those and help people understand things, um, a lot better. And again, get the help that they need. So, all right, I'll see you in the next episode.